Hello, church leaders and friends, and welcome to another episode of the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive. I'm your host, Carrie Holton, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Becky Holton. Hey, hon. How's it going? It's going well. How are you doing? I'm not doing too good. I just <laughs> got back from the dentist, as you well know. You have to have some work done, don't you? Yes. I have to have a crown, and it's not the kind I get in heaven. <laughs> it involves drilling and syringes and hammers and chainsaws, We I have think. to take care of those teeth. I know. It's important. I know. Have I ever told you the story of when I graduated from Oklahoma Christian? Yes. I've told you that story, haven't I? <laughs> yes. And but we, our listeners we asked Dr. Raymond Kelsey to give the concluding address. What do you call that address? I don't know. But anyway. Commencement. I remember that he shared three things that we always need to remember and always need to do. And one of those things was to save a little bit of money from every paycheck. But... One of his recommendations was to take care of your teeth. Oh, my word. <laughs> That's right. You're going to whip that out of your pocket and use that today. Yes, you have to take care of those teeth. I don't care what uh, it costs. Oh, good. Well, but that's good because I might have to get a second job. <laughs> <laughs> well, hon, what are we talking about today? I don't want to talk about my teeth anymore. <laughs> Actually, we're talking about things that give us hope in this new year. <laughs> Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Aren't you glad we've turned the page and we're entering a new year? Yes. I mean, really, I'm. I am. I'm even. I'm thankful that we have dentists that we can go to. I'm cutting up about that, but yes, I am so good. We so glad we're talking about hope because we could use some, and we could use some more optimism, some positive talk because. 2020 was not that much fun. Uh There was an enormous amount of negativity, you know, during the year and some with good reason, you know. Sure, I agree. Well, you know, we have been enduring a 10-month pandemic that has shut down our church buildings, shut down our schools, restaurants, and so much more. So I'm glad to be entering a new year. You know, I like that you said that the pandemic has shut down church buildings, but it hasn't closed or shut down the church at all. No. uh, Because you just can't close the church. You just can't. Uh, And we have the promise that even the gates of Hades can't prevail against Christ's people. So there's no reason for despair. Buildings may be closed, but the church, God's people, are not. That's right. That's so true. You know, I do believe that there are some church leaders who are filled with a little bit of despair. I think that there may be some church leaders who are worried about the effects of the pandemic on God's people. And with good reason. Well, you know, their contributions may be down. Right. And their attendance may be down if they are even able to open the doors and have in-person assemblies. And I'm sure many of them are wondering if people will return to church after the pandemic has run its course. But actually, I'm optimistic for the post-COVID church. I think we may experience not a reversal for the church, but a revival. I agree. I'm 100% with you on that. So let's talk about some of the things that give us hope for 2021. Good. Let's do that. Uh, What's first on your mind? Well, first of all, I think we see a renewed interest in God and spiritual things. It seems to me that more people are looking for hope and looking for restoration. 
I do, I agree with you. And, and don't you think that trouble and suffering sometimes tends to turn people toward God? You bet. Um, you know, I think it took the captivity for Israel to repent and seek God with renewed interest. Um, I have a very dear friend, friend of ours, who uh, has often mentioned to me how her husband, who served in World War II, was not thankful for the war, but thankful for the profound impact it had on his life because the war is where he found the Lord. Mm. And these dear people became missionaries and helped lead many people to the Lord, and it came out of extreme adversity. So what signs are telling you that there is a renewed interest in God and things that are spiritual? What's bringing you that hope? Okay, well, I've read that Bible sales are up. I've read that too. Yeah. You know, with many people sheltering at home, they are ordering books to pass the time, including the Bible, and several Christian book publishers have seen an increase in Bible sales since the COVID-19 outbreak began. For example, Alabaster Company, which sells religious books geared toward the Instagram generation, right? they have reported a sales increase of 143% Whoa. compared to 2019. That's exciting. Yeah. Tyndale Publishers reports a 44% uptick in Bible sales in 2020. Good. And they've also noticed an increase in sales for their Life Application Study Bible and Immerse Bible for study groups. Mm. Yeah. And, and another bit of evidence here, Lifeway Christian Resources has reported that their sales are up 62% over the previous year. And here's what the CEO said about that. We believe this is not accident, as people often go to the Bible as a source of hope in times of crisis and uncertainty. People draw hope from Scripture because in it they see a God who is with us during our suffering. Amen to that. That is exciting information and statistics. I'm glad you shared those. And I think that this also points to the very special nature of Scripture. It points not only to its value, but its divine inspiration. I mean, it's a useful book, but it's from God. It tells us something about its source, I think. Yes. Well, I agree with just what you said. I, I think another sign that there is a renewed interest in God and spiritual things may be that online viewers of church worship services is up. As the church doors have closed and as churches have created more of an online presence and some even streaming their worship services, churches are reporting that the number of those who are engaging them online is up. Yes, and uh, in some cases, some of the things that I've read, those numbers are way up. Right. I, I know of churches that are reporting that the numbers are much greater than can be explained by only their members viewing the worship services. The number of guests to those online services are up so significantly that they include that group of people in their conversations, which I love. Yes, I do too. And while we're talking about online viewers, an, uh, another reason or a second reason why we are hopeful for 2021 is that more churches are seriously looking into digital strategies to reach people. 
And I think this is such a positive development because as people spend more of their time on their phones and computers, why shouldn't the church see these as tools for connection and for outreach and spiritual uses? Absolutely. You know, we've said this before, and it's obvious, but most people are going to begin their search for a church or their search for answers to the concerns and problems that confront them online. Yes. They're going to begin their search for God online. I agree. And more churches are seeing the value of using the internet as a way to, to spread content that uh, may connect with those who are not ready to show up at their worship services. You know, they're just not ready to come in the front door if the doors are open, but they are dipping their toe into the spiritual world virtually. Right. They're checking it out because it's a safer way for them to do it from their perspective. Right. And again, we certainly want to encourage church leaders to put more emphasis on their digital strategies. Absolutely. You know, society's reliance on digital tools and on the Internet is just not going away. These are tools we can and should be using to the glory of God. Amen. Folks, we'll get back to this week's podcast episode in just a moment. First, we want to make you aware of an opportunity that is coming in February. You may know that one of the resources we offer is an online Bible study and praying community. On February the 1st, we will begin praying through Paul's letter to the Romans. You might imagine how encouraging that study and time together will be. I want to invite you to join us. For now, plan on joining us for this daily meetup with God. We will provide a reading guide and more details about how you can join our merry band soon. But for now, just put it on your calendar. Praying Romans, starting February the 1st. Well, hon, give us another reason for hope in 2021. Okay, here's a third reason. There seems to be a renewed interest in community service and outreach. I'm so glad to see this in many churches, a move from primarily looking inward and to programs that are primarily geared for their own members to looking outward. Church leaders are asking how they can serve their communities and people who don't yet know the Lord. And let me give you an example of what we're talking about. I know of a preacher who just started a series of lessons on anxiety. And the lessons are so good. He's talking from Philippians chapter 4. And his lessons, of course, will be relevant not only to members, but also to outsiders. And in those lessons, I've heard him promote the church's counseling services and their prayer room. And he's trying to reach out to the community and serve in relevant ways. Yes, I think that's so good. His lessons have been outstanding and and I I love how he has stated that this church believes in professional counseling. It believes in those in helping people in spiritual ways and emotional ways and I just think again it's wonderful that more and more church leaders are thinking of outreach at a time like this in really relevant ways. You know, rather than being concerned only and primarily with keeping their own members 
which is important, they're also thinking about using the pandemic, if you will, to tap into the world of people that may not yet know the Lord, but who may be looking for hope and meaning. Yes. You know, in fact, I was reading a, a church growth consultant had done some research and he is he was writing and saying that their research is revealing that churches with external focus are thriving during the pandemic. Mm. But those with an internal focus were not doing so well. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? I mean, it's what the scriptures have always encouraged us to do is to be missional. But if we want to grow, we have to reach out. We can't just cloister in. Very true. Well, we are seeing some churches who are showing that renewed interest in how they might serve their community and how they might reach out to them with the gospel. You know, I think another reason for us to be hopeful, a fourth reason, is that we're seeing a renewed interest in connection. Mm. Okay, now tell us what you mean by that. Well, I mean, there seems to be a renewed interest in connecting with people, in building and in nurturing relationships. You know, and let's remember that this is what the church is all about anyway. It's about people and relationships between them and between them and God. And what we are surely being reminded of is this is not about buildings. They've been closed. But the mission and work of the church continues. The church is about people and helping them draw closer to God. It's not just about missing the hugs, which we do, but there's a spiritual connection that is really being missed and longed for. Well, you know, this makes sense, doesn't it? That there is a renewed interest in connection, as you say. After all, so many of us have been isolated from one another in the last 10 months. And again, we've said this before, but I think it's worth saying again, church leaders that are thinking about how they can nurture and develop connection, that is how they can develop relationships, well, they are helping their church to really flourish. Instead of wringing our hands over the fact that we are not able to meet together in full strength, Let's think about how we can help people to stay in touch with each other. Right. And I think this is a good place for us to make another plug for church apps. Um, Apps help people connect with each other. You know, we're members of, I'm a member of Nextdoor app. I know what's going on in our neighborhood. I'm connected. Um, And we're part of, we have healthcare apps. There's all kinds of church uh, apps that connect us with other people of the same interest. Why wouldn't the church want to do that as well? And where you can provide a connection through that app that is not only connecting with lots of things, but spiritual connection. Uh, We just really want to put in a plug for churches to look into having an app for their members. Good, good. Okay, hon, do you see any other reasons to be hopeful? Uh, Yes, I do. I I do see the opportunity for church leaders to be more focused on their priorities as something that we can be very hopeful about. More focused. Okay, okay. Unpack that for us, will you? Sure. I I think the pandemic has very possibly influenced church leaders to take a step back and question why we do what we do. Church as we have known it was not possible during the pandemic, and that has led us to re-examine, you know, what's important and what, what really deserves our focus. Another way of saying that is before the pandemic, many churches may have been mired in busyness. 
lots of busyness. Mm-hmm. Busyness. They may have been trying to keep up with the bulging church calendar that left little room for reflection and rest and purposefulness. Well, that's true. And you know, we have had to let go of a frenetic lifestyle of late. We've been in lockdown. Yes. And while we have still continued to do our work and fulfill our responsibilities, the pandemic has forced us all to slow down a bit, to examine our lives, to find more balance, perhaps. Well, that certainly has had that the pandemic has had a personal effect on me that way. And and I'm hoping that it has this forced slowdown has helped many church leaders to be much more intentional, more purposeful, more keyed in to its priorities. Um, You know, that can't help but be a good thing for for the church. For if churches could focus more on just a few priorities and let go of the programs and activities that were not so vital, you know, the church could experience a revival like never before because we're focused and we have time to put into those efforts that will take us down that road. Very good. Yes. Okay. Uh, By way of review, we see hope in the coming year because we see a renewed interest in God and in spiritual things. We are seeing more churches who are seriously looking into digital strategies to reach people. We see a renewed interest in community service and in outreach. We see a renewed interest in personal connection. And we see the opportunity for church leaders to be more focused, more intentional, more reflective about their priorities and not being so busy and doing things that don't matter that much. Well, do you have any closing thoughts for us? Well, I, I don't think we can finish this podcast without talking about the real reason that we have hope. And we have already mentioned before, but God is still God. That's right. Uh, he is still who he has always been. He is loving. He is merciful. He is gracious and faithful. And we followers of Jesus have been blessed with assurance that we can rely on him through good times and bad. And maybe we've experienced a little bit of the worst of those bad bad times, Um but we can look ahead with hope and optimism. In fact, I'll quote my late father, and Daddy was fond of saying, better days are ahead. And he was right. Regardless of what happened, it was going to be better, and we believe that's true. Better days are ahead for God's people. And so let's seize the opportunities that have been provided by this pandemic, as as negative as there have it, it has been because pandemics are negative, but let's seize the the opportunities and rise to the challenges that have been caused by it. Well said, hon. Well, on that positive note, on those good words, we will close another episode of the Effective Church Leaders podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive. 